You are listening to the Style Medium Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss everything to do with life and godliness. My name is Christiana and I am your host. Hi guys, welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Star Medium Podcast. How have you all been this past week? Have you been minding your purpose? Um, yeah, how you guys been? Let me know in the comments, especially if you're watching this via YouTube. Hope you guys are well. I'm very well, thank you. It's been a busy, busy week for me. So busy that I actually missed. Uh, this episode should have been out last Saturday, but um, unfortunately, it did not come out this Saturday. So please, guys, bear with me. I am still trying to be consistent with the schedule. So bear, bear with me. And thank you for the feedback on the last few episodes. Um, I, this is only the third episode. So, you know, we haven't gone that far. But thank you so much, guys, for um, those who have listened to it, those who have given me feedback, those who have given me criticisms. I really, really appreciate it all. And yeah, I hope you will stick with me as we go on this journey. Um, first thing I want to do first is actually this. It's something I feel like our generation is losing the, what you call it, the art of, and that's the um, art of honoring. Um, this podcast came about after I was listening to Sarah, um, Pastor Sarah Jake Roberts. Um, she has a podcast called Women Evolve. And I was, there was a season in my life where I was listening to a lot of that podcast and a lot of the format for this podcast came out of that. So, and I want to give credit and honor to whom honor is due. So a lot of the ideas that you see in this podcast, I'm not even going to lie. I just took some of it and just repackaged it because it works. If you see something work, why reinvent the wheel? So I just want to give a shout out and credit to Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts for that for being a pioneer in that area and just the way her she set her podcast and the way she ran things just really spoke to me so i took elements of that and incorporated it into this and yeah so i just wanted to acknowledge that and give a shout out and again just give honor and credit to whom honor is due so let's get right into um the topic of the week and um, I start off with a segment of the podcast called, What Would Jesus Do? This is where we look at stories that's been happening both in the circular world and in the religious sector. And we we try to decipher the mind of God or how, you know, Jesus would react to um, some things that has been happening in culture. The first thing I want to bring out is, oof, my God, some of your favorite celebrities are coming out and proudly with their chest with their chest they are proudly coming out to say that they do not wash every day i mean it's one thing not to wash every day it's another thing to be so proud of the fact that you don't wash every day you're trying to make it into some kind of movement or some kind of trend if you just google celebrities not washing it you will hear the whole story i don't want to call out names but google it yourself you will see some of the in fact i feel like throwing names but anyway who are proudly saying you know once you see the dirt uh you know just wipe it off or once you start you know sniffing and you can you can really see you know smell a stink 
then you start washing and it's not even the fact they're not washing themselves regularly but they're not washing their children regularly i mean our children have to go to school with your children and i know it's not just celebrities doing it because if the celebrities are doing it they don't start coming out with it every average joe and average jane on the road some of you are not baffing your children before you send your children to school oh my god when did we become like this when did the is this the height of privilege is this what it comes to the height of privilege where we can gladly go out and say i haven't bathed i didn't take a shower like because you know as humans you're not really meant to um clean that often because your body self cleans nah can we start using soap and water please like soap and water it's uh, soap and water come on it doesn't say in the bible but cleanliness is next to godliness the reason you're in close to god is because you're stank oh oh i like i could not believe the height of privilege and it's they it's like they're trying to make it into this new age trending thing like yeah you don't need to bath every day it's okay like you know like creatures of nature that we are we self-clean nah nah i'm sorry now i understand why my parents would not allow me to go to sleepovers in some houses because you come back with a bed bug you come back with a bite you come back with all sorts now i truly appreciate and understand why why my parents would not allow me to go to some people's houses because their houses stink because they don't buff their children please please ladies and gentlemen people of the world earthlings please let's let's use soap and soap and water and I know some of you are not even be washing all your body parts in, in, in the bath. Like, oh, I can't get the fact that I have to bring this up as a topic. The fact that we have to talk that it made headlines that celebrities are not taking showers. It says a lot about the generation we live in. I'm just tired. Just buff your children and buff yourselves like once a day, twice a day anyway and that's some of your faves some of your faves are saying they don't bath every day anyway moving on another story of the week that's been kind of popular in culture is mr justin bieber mr justin bieber now this is news from what would i say the um religious sector so he did the freedom it was it a freedom experience or the freedom tour to be honest i didn't really fully watch it i saw bits of it and my only thing with this is protect this boy my message to the body of christ is and to the to christians everywhere is just protect this boy because i feel like there's a trend in christendom where we are so quick to label people and put them as the poster child for certain things when they themselves have not volunteered that for me personally me just saying if i was a close friend of justin bieber and i mean close like we do life together i would say get off the stage and someone get this boy discipled get this young man discipled get him off the stage let him not live out is you know we're meant to work out our salvation with fear and trembling let this young man not be working out his salvation with fear and trembling on the stage where millions and millions of people are watching we we can't forgo the place of process 
can people get saved at that concert of course they can can god use that to bring people into the kingdom of course he can god can do anything can use any avenue to save to get people into christendom however what happens to justin after that do we care about his well-being about his discipleship about his relationship with god or as Christians, we are happy to point at him to say, oh, look, just the baby is a Christian. Oh, oh, look this. Like, can this boy work out his salvation where hundreds and millions of people are not, you know, they haven't got eyes on him. Can he be, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes we forgo the place of process. Is the boy gifted? Yes, of course he's gifted. Could he be anointed? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not the one to judge or give anointings. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. Like, Justin Bieber could definitely be used of God as an evangelist through the avenue of music. But is God a God of process? That I know of. And we see it like David. David was anointed king at what, 15? 15, 15, 16? David did not get on the throne until he was in his 40s there's a process to all of this and my prayer is that he is being discipled under whatever leadership he is on my prayer is that his christianity and his well-being is being looked after as someone who is still you know new new relatively new to the faith and that he's been stewarded and that we as a christendom are not jumping on him or on the hype and abandoning his soul and his salvation because i'm not gonna lie justin bieber is still writing songs about weed and right yes he's writing songs about jesus and yes he's doing stuff with um chandler moore and all them but he's still got other songs that even judah smith could not listen to some of the bits because there was some cussing in it and some whatever in it so the same fountain is giving you one thing with Chandler Moore is also giving you another thing with uh who did he do with music with Wizkid and that's no judgment at all I'm just saying let's not be too quick to jump on the hype and oh my god you know Justin Bieber did a concert and mentioned Jesus Paul said it was in Philippians that Apostle Paul said that as long as Jesus is being preached whether in truthfulness or whether you know in whatever way you are preaching the gospel it's like as long as you're preaching as long as the name of jesus is being preached and jesus is getting glorified which is all great but my point now is then what happens to the vessel that is used to preach the gospel that's all my that is literally my only issue with that the same thing with kanye get Kanye off a stage why is Kanye doing Sunday services as in I understand that you know the spirit of God doesn't you don't need to be years in the faith before you can take on some responsibilities but God is a God of process get these people off the stage get them off the eye one of the things I am so grateful to God about and one thing I saw I first saw as evil or a curse was like the things i'm doing especially with my blog if you follow my blog i've been doing it for years and i was expected you know to to as they say go viral or if you're you know where i grew up from 
to blow like to i, I should have gone you know gone viral i should have been doing this i should be doing that i should be one of the top influencers i should be doing that and i kept going to god but god why why is this not going i could do this for your kingdom jesus i could be an influencer for jesus having all these millions of followers and bringing them to the faith one thing i am so grateful for is that god is a god of process like god said to me i am taking you through a process i am learning that god i'm gonna keep saying he's a god of process so although you're safe today and you have a platform and you know you are quote unquote a christian or born again god is i'm i i don't know god to just send you out like that because even with his disciples he called them he brought them close he discipled them before he sent them to do any work in any assignment god does you just don't get saved today and god sends you out tomorrow no it doesn't work out like that so i just feel like we need to give these people unless they're the ones themselves you know saying whatever but i still think they need leadership and they need people around them to tell them to sit down and actually get to know God, get to know this God you will want to go and proclaim about, get to know this God you are, you know, claiming to work for and preach his message, get to know the God. So that's my only thing. And I, I don't want to dwell too much on this because I actually want to pick up this topic again in uh, something I call Hollywood Christianity. And yeah, we're going to have that. We're going to have that discussion later, but not now. So I just wanted to kind of add my two pence to some of the two top in the two stories that are like top news <laughs> if you like in culture at the moment but anyway that out of the way let me know in the comments especially again if you're watching this on youtube because i know other streaming uh, podcast streaming um what do you want to call it sites they don't really allow you to leave comments so if you're watching this on youtube let me know what you think about celebrities not washing their children or washing themselves and also about this justin bieber thing let me know in the comments i would love to hear your thoughts especially if you disagree with me let me know let us have a healthy debate about this right moving on to the podcast for the week um as you probably seen by the title staying true to yourself what does that even mean like how do you stay true to yourself this was kind of an offshoot or came out of uh you know the podcast i did last week where i touched on the chandler moore picture and stuff like that and it got me thinking of the fact excuse me got me thinking of the fact of so how do you then be you as people say without being limited or feeling like you have to live to the expectations of people how are you accountable but then also true to yourself i hope that makes sense like on one hand i want to be accountable especially if you're a minister of the gospel or should i say more so if you're a minister of the gospel but also as a christian because we are accountable to each other we are iron is meant to sharpen iron we are meant to pull each other up we are meant to be accountable to each other so how am i accountable to you but then make sure that i am not ruled by your expectations or by the way you do things or how you see life or your influences so that's what i want to talk about today and my thing is so bringing you from my you know from my perspective is 
one of the things the Holy Spirit has been teaching me is all things are lawful, but not all things are permissible. Let me explain what that means. It was Paul that said that all things are lawful. Let me find the reference for you. Oh, excuse me. First Corinthians 6, 12. Everything is, uh, I have the right to do any, anything. This is the NIV version. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. I love this said all things are lawful, but not all things are permissible. Meaning I have set some things not to be permissible by me because I don't want to be mastered by anything. I don't want anything to have the power over me. King James put it, puts it this way. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient or helpful. New King James says all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of anything. That was the starting point for me. My thing was, God, how am I going to be me? How do I stay true to myself? But everyone is, you know, but, you know, not necessarily living up to people's expectations or living up to people's standards. And this was the starting point for me. And the thing is that in this walk and this relationship that we have with God, yeah, it gets narrower the closer and further you walk with God. Let me repeat that. The closer and further you walk with God, the narrower the path. The narrower the path becomes. This is because we all have our own calling. We all have our own ordinations. We all have our own purposes that God has set us on this earth to do. So there will be some things that I would be allowed to do that is based on my ordination that someone else would not be allowed to do. I'm going to give an example. We're not even talking about 10 commandments sin. We're not talking about the things that are black and white in the Bible. That is black and white. This is sin. God doesn't like this. This is against God. This is against God's nature. We're not arguing about those stuff. We're not arguing about the objective stuff. We're not arguing about the stuff that are black and white. Even the stuff that are black and white, a lot of people still argue about it. But that's not the stuff I'm talking about. I'm talking about some of the things that seem gray, that we all have our own interpretations of, the things that we all can't really agree on because the Bible doesn't seem to be definite black and white on it. Those are the things I'm talking about. And those things will not necessarily be said. However, the Bible says, the Bible does say to him, to them or to the person who knows what to do and does not do it, to that person, it is sin. For example, if God tells me, Chrissy, I want you to pray every day between 10 and 12, 10 p.m. and 12 p.m. Based on what I've called you to do, based on your calling, based on your purpose, based on your ordination, based on where you are going. If you want to truly fulfill this, it means your training, the way I get you to fulfill your purposes and the, the way I train you in order to get ready for the place I've got for you, I've prepared for you. You need to pray from 10 p.m. every day to 12 p.m. every day. To me, when I receive that instruction and I do not do it, to me, that is sin. Because it is an instruction that has come specifically to me. And we live by every word of the Father. 
And the Bible says, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. It's not talking about 10 commandments now. It's not just talking about 10 commandments. Sorry. It's not just talking about the law and everything else we see in the Bible. It's talking about the commandments he give to you. Again, the Bible says, um, you know, we shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the father. So every word, every word that God gives you or God tells you and you don't obey it and it's not black and it's not written in the Bible, black and white, like 10 PM to 12 PM. That's nowhere in the Bible. If you don't do it to you, that becomes sin. However, you then do not have the right to get up and say that this is law. That if everyone, a Christian doesn't pray between 10 and 12, that they are committing a sin. No, that is something based according to your walk, your ordination, your purpose. Like I said, there are some things that are black and white. There are some things that are plain. There are some things that we can't even argue on because the Bible is so clear on. I'm talking about when it comes to the specifics. Another person could be fasting or even the things we wear. This is something the Lord has been dealing with me about recently. The clothes you wear someone may be able to get away with wearing i don't know whatever we think it's not modest because modesty again is another subjective thing um whatever you might not think it's modest someone may be able to get away with that and be a christian heck they might even be able to get on the stage and preach but if you try it the holy spirit will be vexed with you why? Because that is not according to your walk and your ordination and your purpose. Now, you might find that the person who, is, who you think is getting away with dressing less modest, it could be where they are with their relationship with God. It could be at that moment in time, God is not addressing their dressing. Huh? He, is, he is addressing something else in their life. It could be you've gone past that thing. Now God is addressing your dressing. You can't gauge someone else's walk with your walk. You can't judge someone else's walk with your walk. Oh, by the by, their fruits you will know them, and this is why we need to be discerning. The Bible says, "No, no man according to the flesh." This is why we need to be discerning to say, "Okay, this person is doing this. This is the behavior." Discern the spirit behind the behavior, and not just the behavior itself. So my thing is out of this, oh yeah. And so the person that, you know, you think might be getting away with not wearing modest clothes. If you see maybe later down the line, two, three years later, their sense of dressing might have changed. Why? Because God addressed it later down the line. He may not have addressed it when you thought he should have. But maybe later down the line, he addressed it. Like I said, the closer you, the further you walk with God, the narrower the path, the, the, the less of your freedom you have in a good way. Because we are so quick to say, God, I surrender all. God, I give everything to you. What about your power of choice? Is that included in the surrender package? Is your power to choose and decide how you run your life. When you say, God, I surrender everything to you. Are you surrendering your power of choice as well? Think about that. You have the freedom in Christ to do everything. But what happens when God comes for that freedom? 
when God restricts you and puts you on a path that is narrow. Like I keep saying, guys, write, write this down. The further and closer you walk with God, the narrower the path becomes. And by narrow, I mean you are restricted to a certain set of things. Where you work, where you go to church, how you raise your children, the city you live, what you wear, what you eat, what you don't eat, your fasting regime, your prayer regime, your uh, reading the word regime. Everything that is to do with your life is now regulated by God and his word. You go from the path being able to fit two, three, four, five people to the path not only being able to fit one person and it is bespoke it is specified just for you have a think about that so how do you stay true to yourself you first have to find out who yourself is in christ Oh, and like I was saying about freedom, you know, we are free in Christ. Christ brought us freedom, freedom from the power of sin, freedom from hell. And choice is one of the, I feel like choice is one of the most detrimental thing God ever gave man. But will you be able to give that power of choice to him? So staying true to yourself, my thing is, Again, context matters. The situation matters. Who is this yourself you're trying to stay true to? Where did you get that identity from or that picture of yourself from? Is it something God revealed to you? Great. Stay true to that. Is it something you're like, well, this is my personality and it's who I am. I'm not changing it. Mm. Mm. Like I keep saying, the closer you walk, the narrower the path. Okay, for example because i keep thinking about this and you know there's biblical references to back this up if for example i get invited to minister at a meeting or a church or gathering or something where the denomination do not believe women should be like women should wear trousers or makeup and i get invited to this sort of denomination to minister and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to go minister. I am sending you to that denomination to minister. Staying true to myself, quote unquote, means that I will go there with trousers and a full face of makeup. Because that's true to myself. I don't see a problem with a woman wearing trousers and a woman wearing makeup. That would be staying true to myself, but that would be dishonoring. That would not be showing any honor to the people that God has sent me to. At that moment in time, I have no problem with a woman wearing makeup or wearing trousers. But where God is sending me to with the message, they would not receive that message because what I do does not match their culture. It's a whole different thing and we could have a whole debate that they are wrong in the fact that they're backwards. This is the 21st century. A woman is allowed to wear trousers and makeup. That's all valid. 
But at that moment in time, God is sending me to a people with a message. The people would not receive the message that I have from God because I am counter their culture. So at that moment in time, although staying true to myself, quote unquote, would be to wear trousers and to wear makeup, I will honor the leadership and the structure. I will wear a dress or I'll wear a skirt and a blouse and I will not wear makeup. I will go there, deliver the word that God has told me to deliver. Now that I have gotten their ear and gained an audience, maybe then I'm able to bring up the topic with their leadership. Now that, you know, I honored them by showing them that reverence and that honor. Now I have, a, I have an audience with them. Now, maybe I can bring up the conversation. Oh, by the way, why? And what is the reason why you don't believe women, you know, can wear trousers or wear makeup? I can open up that dialogue and then show them from my perspective as well, that there is nothing wrong with it. From my perspective, it's not a sin from again and then we can you know that dialogue is open again we're going to talk about this when it comes to you know my women in in ministry series because there's still churches today who believe women should not be ordained who believe women should not hold a mic in church and preach the gospel but that's a whole thing for another day and for me at that moment you know when paul said if meat if eating meat is going to cause my brother to stumble i'm not going to eat the meat i'm gonna go to my house and eat it I'm going to go to my house and wear the trousers. Now the problem will begin if the leadership of the church after that day would want to then impose that on me and say in every area of my life, not just when I'm preaching, I can't wear trousers or I can't wear makeup. That will be where I'll be like, I'm sorry, sir. I am not part of your denomination. I'm not part of your house. I'm not part of your structure. I'm not part of your belief system. That would be where I would have a problem. If they now try to impose that on me, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm not. No. But at that moment, if God is sending me for a message, I honor the house. Again, which is something I believe this generation doesn't understand. We want to put our foot down so much like, no, I'm going to be me. You have to cater to me. I'm this, I'm that, blah, blah, blah. Nah, you swallow your pride. You honor them. You do what God has sent you to do and you keep it moving. If eating meat will cause my brother to stumble, I beg it's 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 not that serious. I will not eat the meat, especially if it's not life or death issues, guys. If it's not heaven or hell issues, stuff is mediocre. Is not wearing trousers like ugh, like raw, allow it. <laughs> like really, like just seriously, allow it. Like this is where sometimes I feel like you have to use wisdom. I beg, I'll wear the dress, I will preach the word and I'll keep it pushing. You have to use the sermon. And when I get to my house, I'm going to put my trousers on. Now, you might think that's double standards, that you've been a hypocrite. No, it's not. It's me using wisdom per situation and again, showing honor, inconveniencing myself to show honor to someone else. That's not me not staying true to myself or not being integrous that's completely completely different so and for me again i'm i'm reminded of when jesus was speaking to john um i think it's the same scripture where you know john went back to fishing after jesus had died and jesus came 
and um he made fish for them and they came back from fishing came to the shore and jesus asked john like do you love me i think it's the same scripture if i'm not mixing it up um and he was saying do you love me if you love me feed my sheep if you love me feed my lamb if you love me and you know peter was like but you know i love you why are you asking me all of this and jesus said to him when you were young you could dress yourself meaning you could go as you please you could do as you want when you were young and you know talking about when you were less mature you could do what you want you had freedoms but when you get old another will dress you and hold you by your hand and lead you in a way that you do not want to go it's talking about maturity when you were young when you were a baby when you were new in this christianity thing christianity thing you thought you could do anything and everything like you could do it all i'm permitted to do everything exploring your freedoms in christ great but it said now that you're mature and you're growing someone else will dress you you are constricted you know you'll put he said you'll put your arms out and someone else will dress you take you by the hand and lead you in a way that you do not want to go they will constrain your freedom it was talking about you know how peter would die but we out of that we can take that metaphor and say the more you mature the less you're the less you are people don't want to hear this the more you grow in god the more mature you get in god the less of the quotes quote unquote freedom that you have and that's just it the more of your life is governed by heaven and god's commands and god's words so a few points i want to bring out of this podcast in terms of staying true to yourself is number one this identity of yourself where did it come from this identity of this is just me this is how i am this is my personality where did that come from is it something revealed by god is it something that is you know from god or is it something that is earthly and fleshy and goes against the scripture and i know you know sometimes we like to say try jesus don't try me i throw hands but in reality jesus said turn the other cheek so if you're saying mm, i throw hands i don't do this i don't do that and like that's just me that's my personality then that personality is i'm sorry to say it might not be of christ because if christ is saying turn the other cheek then you might need to find out where that personality and that identity stems from so that's the first thing saying true to me who is this me where did this me get constructed from second of all is the closer and further you walk with god the narrower the path so there'll be some things that you can do that someone else cannot there's this saying that we say others may but i cannot (laughs) Like others may be able to, but I cannot. I look at some things and I'm like, wow, you may be able to get away with that. But trust me, I try it and the Holy Spirit would leave me, would, would leave me. And it would be, it's, it's, you know, when um, David said, don't take your spirit from me. It's a, it's, it's not a very nice feeling when the Holy Spirit leaves you so to maintain that relationship there are some things i do not do because i know will vex him and i don't want to vex him 
because it is not a nice feeling when the Holy Spirit leaves you. So, number two, it's going to get, the path is going to get narrower the further you walk with God. There's some things you'll be constricted to do. Your freedoms will be, you, you have no freedom. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that in a way that your life would be totally surrendered and governed by heaven's kingdom. It will be governed by the word of God. He says, go, you go. He says, move, you move. No questions asked, you obey. We don't hear much of that preaching nowadays, do we? We don't hear much of that. Where that God wants total control and total surrender. We want to preach the fluffy puppy Jesus in the manger and loves you. Mm, yes, he does. But that's not all there is to Christ. There is the Christ that is Lord. There is a, there's Christ that is master. It's Christ as master. But we don't preach master Jesus, do we? We preach lovely, lovey dovey in a manger Jesus. Anyway, third thing is because the, the path is narrow, you cannot therefore use your experience to judge someone else's experience or someone else's walk. Give people time. <laughs> give people time to know god the way you've walked with god that's why sometimes you can tell someone's maturity you're like ah okay let me give you time walk keep walking with this god you find that your behavior will change it's not about behavior modification it's just the fact that a real encounter with god will change your behavior it will change you from the inside out you cannot say you've encountered this God and your behavior does not show. Why? Because by their fruits, you will know them. Your fruit needs to be evident of the seed that is planted inside of you. If the word of God is planted, if you, if you have a real encounter with God, then the seed will produce fruit. I'm going to say that again. The seed will produce fruit. And it is by your fruit we know the kind of seed that was planted. So don't use your experience and your level of maturity to judge someone else's walk or judge someone else's conviction because there's some things that some people are not convicted on like you are. Again, I caveat this. I'm talking about some of the stuff that might be black or white. I'm not talking about the, I mean, talking about the stuff that are gray. I'm not talking about the black and white stuff. There are some personal convictions that I might have that my brother might not even have. Or, you know, my sister that I walk with in the faith, they might not have that conviction. So I can't use my experience as law unless I can, you know, back it up with scripture and say, this, this is what the word of God has to say about this. I can't use my personal experiences as law. And that's just, that's, that's just the way it is. That's, it is what it is. It is what it is. So... So anyone who's ever wondered how do i remain integrous and remember what i talked about as well about using wisdom to judge a situation everything might be lawful not everything is permitted if eating meat will cause my my brother to stumble i'm just not going to eat the meat use wisdom when it comes to it and the examples i've given where is this identity from the closer you walk the narrower the path don't use your personal convictions and experiences to judge someone else. Someone else. You can have an opinion in it, on it to say, based on your walk and where you're coming from, and give your opinion to say, I can see how this might end or this might would be my advice. 
but you can't we can't make it gospel we can't make it law unless we literally pick it out of the pages of the bible to say this is what god's mind is on this all this staying true to yourself is overrated because if yourself is not planted in the identity of christ i'm sorry then yeah like i don't know who or what you're staying true to with this few points of mine with these few points of mine i hope i've been able to convince you and not confuse you (laughs) but anyway that is all i have for you today i hope this has made sense um i don't want to keep these too long um because i want you guys engaged and i just don't want to be rambling on forever and ever and ever again let me know what your thoughts are i want to have a healthy debate about these topics and just get the conversation going and you know again like i said iron sharpens iron and we get to learn from each other and grow and because at the end of the day that is we are all to be chiseled and become like christ and god has different ways of chiseling us and getting us to be conformed to the image of christ so staying how do you stay true to yourself how are you integrous by being chiseled by letting god chisel you to chisel you to the image of christ and his son of christ his son thank you again guys for stopping by and listening to the podcast i appreciate you all and i will catch you in the next one peace